0: Also, I think one last thing I'll say is mm. when you're buying your house, it's usually not going to be your forever house. I think yeah. statistically people tend to move every five to seven years.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So it's okay to start with a starter home, you know, mm. like start with something small and then build up, you know, no mm. one was born running
1: like yeah. you <laughs> legit
0: start baby steps. So
1: yeah,
0: purchase your house, enjoy the heck out of it. You know, if it's not your dream home, it's okay. We still got several years for that. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Soft petals and strong thorns. We're here for the rose conversations wanted and needed in our network of beautifully educated, enlightening, and empowering sisters of Hermandad de Sigma Iota Alpha Incorporada. My name is Gina Marie Rosado, and this is Sia Chats. Hi folks, and welcome to Sia Chats, episode seven of season one. I hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving, if y'all celebrate. If not, I hope you enjoyed your day off. And if you did work, I hope you at least enjoyed some holiday hours. Um, Either way, I hope you had a good week and you're staying safe in the process. Today we're talking about millennial home buying and what it means in today's era to be buying a home as a millennial as well as using real estate as an investment. So we are joined today with a very special guest, Thalina Garcia, who has been in the real estate game for a little while now. Please join me in welcoming her on to see chats. Hi, Thalina. Hello. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm excited to learn throughout this episode because I honestly... Know nothing about real estate, so I'll be learning (laughs) along the way. Um, Yeah, of course. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: So, I am currently here in Houston, Texas. Um, I pledged um, SIA back in fall 2012. I was a sophomore um, at Baylor University, so I'm the tray of my line. I Mm -hmm. went ahead and I graduated in 2015, so I've been Doing real estate for a couple of years now. Um, so I'm super excited to be here to be kind of sharing some information to help uh, millennials in their home buying process. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to be sharing what I know.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, did you start? Did you immediately get into real estate once you graduated? I
0: didn't. Um, I actually did a real estate class my senior year of college just to try it. Um, mm-hmm. I actually was going to be doing a real estate major, but decided not to. Um, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I can't recall. Senior me probably was thinking, I don't want to take more hours than I need to.
1: Right. So
0: I, <laughs> I dropped it. But during uh, the class that I had, they offered us an internship and I needed an internship. So the internship uh, required for us to do our to get our real estate license and I got my real estate license during Christmas break and that's how I was able to graduate with my license but I didn't jump into it right after college I kind of held on to it kind of deciding what I wanted to do with it Um, and then I got about a couple years later I was able to kind of jump into the real estate field
1: So that internship that you were getting into, is that what started you as the inspiration into getting into real estate? Or was there something else some type of milestone that kind of led you into actually practicing?
0: Yeah, um, it wasn't. It helped kind of encourage me a little bit more as like an adult to get into it. My family actually does real estate investing uh, when I was much younger. So probably around the age of 13, 14. My parents were kind of getting into purchasing properties, renting them. I didn't know Mm -hmm. much about it, but one summer I pretty much worked in the family business, saved all the money I could. And when I went to my family and told them about it, Mm -hmm. they asked me, do you want to purchase a lot, like a land, raw land? And I thought one 13 years old, what the heck, what else am I going to do
1: with this money? So what other 13 year old is like, oh, I have <laughs> a whole piece of land to myself or I bought this land.
0: It wasn't like a luxurious land. I mean, it was super uh, yeah. small, but uh-huh. it was something to say, like, I bought something. Yeah. Um, so it was super cool. Uh, didn't honestly think much about it. I mean, I'm 13 I'm just like, this is pretty awesome. Didn't really understand the caliber of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, until now. But definitely when I was 13, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. So that was kind of the start of it. I really didn't think much about it until I got to college. But I think as an adult, it kind of piqued my interest Mm -hmm. in it a little bit more than, you know, kind of jumping into real estate right away. Um, It was kind of like dipping my feet into it.
1: Yeah. And you have um, experience, like you said, since you were a teenager. So you've kind of had that throughout um, your younger life into your young adulthood. So um, I'm a millennial myself, and you are as well, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So for us, um, I know I constantly hear about the reality of buying a home for millennials is quite difficult or even seemingly impossible for us. So as a realtor, why do you think this is?
0: Um, This is like a really good question and really good, I guess, topic to bring up. Um, I think for us, like our generation, um, we have inquired a lot more debt than maybe our parents did, our grandparents did. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think this is why it feels overwhelming for our generation to kind of, you know, think outside the box and say, yes, I could purchase a house because a lot of times we graduate with responsibilities. You graduate and you're like, I have to find a job to pay Mm -hmm. my student loans. Um, So it is really different. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It is really different than when our parents purchased a house or when our grandparents purchased a house. The house prices were significantly different too. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: I don't know about everywhere in the United States, but I can definitely speak about the properties in Houston where Mm -hmm. a house that, you know, maybe 20 years ago you purchased for 130 maybe 80 grand mm-hmm. now depending on location you could be paying close to 300
1: 350 wow so that's like yeah almost double or at double you,
0: definitely and Houston's a pretty stable market i mean it really just depends where you are this could you know quadruple five six seven times so it can be really overwhelming as a millennial to kind of jump into that path of i want to purchase a home um, which is totally understandable. We kind of have different challenges than the generations before us, but it's definitely not impossible. Um, I kind of like to think about it when we went to college, we researched grants, loans, Mm -hmm. financial Mm -hmm. aid, and it's very similar now. There's a ton of programs that are available to first-time homebuyers, And surprisingly, even though your student debt plays a role when you're purchasing a home, it's not weighed extremely heavily. Um okay. you'd be surprised your car note is usually the biggest downfall when you're trying to approve for a house. Really? Yeah. Student oh, loans okay. aren't actually they obviously carry weight cuz you know you oh, have debt, yeah. but they're not weighed as heavily as I would say your car note is, which oh. is kind of crazy. Most people don't wouldn't expect that.
1: Right. The prices for these homes are doubling or more, but the wages that we're getting are not necessarily getting higher. So that is like the gap that we're seeing here. What are the first things um, as millennials, what should we be doing even before we look into these houses? What are the first steps for us?
0: Yeah, I would for sure say finances is one of the most important things when you start purchasing or thinking about purchasing. Um, A lot of people think, that there is a 20% down payment rule, which I don't know really know where that came from. Um, a lot of people assume that you have to have a really hefty down payment to purchase mm-hmm. a home, and you don't need mm-hmm. to. Um, depending on where you are, there's programs available where you can put zero percent down, three to five percent, 20%. Um, so definitely looking at your finances and being realistic with what is it that you want to afford and what mm-hmm. you know what is available in your area too. Mm -hmm. Um, I would for sure say, save some money. Obviously it takes money to be able to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't need, you know, an exponential amount, but you definitely need some uh, money in the bank. And I would say one of the best things is to have a consultation with a lender. They'll go through what's your debt, you know, how much are you making monthly? Mm -hmm. What are you paying for rent? And this will kind of help decide where it is that you fall in your pre-approval. and sometimes you could get pre-approval more you don't have to use it all you know let's say for example I walk into the bank and they say I can buy a $300,000 house but I don't want that much you know I want to spend 200 you can spend 200 Um, it's wherever your comfortable level is so Mm -hmm. definitely going over your finances and I would say setting up a talk with a realtor with a lender those would be the best first steps just so you kind of can get expectations off from the beginning of what should i be um you know what kind of pricing should i be looking at what's my monthly payment going to be looking like Mm -hmm. what would i expect to put for closing costs and things Mm -hmm. like that so definitely finances would be the biggest thing that i say when you're getting started talk about
1: finances that's going to be your go-to first right and you mentioned uh earlier that we can look at like grants and stuff like that which i never knew so that would be a first step as well to kind of look at those resources and see what kind of money we can get. How does that really, how does that work? Does that work like as if you're a college student, how it's pretty much they're giving you the money?
0: It depends on the city, but I want to say most big cities have grants available where the government will pretty much pay for X amount of your closing costs or your down payment. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also get Loans to cover your down payment. I would say the lenders are great resource. Realtors are great resources, but just like we're taught in school, do your own research. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of fine print that you want to make sure you're aware of, you know, is this a grant? Do I have to repay it? Um, is this a loan? Is the interest rate going to be consistent throughout the loan? I would check your, like your specific cities. Um, website and then mm. definitely find some home buying resources because there's a ton of money out there and most people don't know that they can you know pretty much apply to get that money.
1: Yeah, I had no clue that you were able to do that for yeah. Home so that's that's <laughs> I cool. actually I actually
0: had a client who just um, purchased his house, first house. He got a grant from um, the state of Texas uh-huh. and he got about six thousand dollars. Oh wow! And we were able to negotiate for the seller to pay X amount of money too. And he's Mm -hmm. actually getting like a hundred dollars back at closing. Um, So it's money it's out there. It's pretty much just like, if you don't know it's there, you don't know how to apply for it. So do your research, make sure there are, you know, qualified um, organizations that are offering this, but definitely there's a ton of money out there that's available for us.
1: So then once we do like all of these first steps and we kind of have more of a gauge of what we're going for, what's the next step in that process?
0: For sure, like I mentioned, starting off with a lender is the best first step. Mm -hmm. Uh, Getting a feel of what you would be approved for, for a mortgage, and then what your monthly payment would look like. Once you have that down, pretty much once you're approved, it is your like certificate. It's literally like, I'm approved, I can Mm -hmm. go up to 200, 300, let's go home shopping. So this is the fun part.
1: That's when you get to go, like, look at the houses and see what you like and
0: compare (laughs) the
1: kitchens and the entryways and all that.
0: (laughs) That's the fun part. So we start house shopping, like, we actually do appointments, we go Mm -hmm. to our houses, you kind of start comparing what you like and dislike. Um, Super, super fun, but it can get a little overwhelming, too. Um, Just like with any other, like, big purchase, Uh, There's a lot of moving factors to it. So, it's what I like to tell my clients it's super important to remember that with real estate, especially when we're shopping, there's three things to remember. Um, Mm -hmm. Location is really important. So, we could have the same house, you know, on the corner of the street compared to five miles further out, and they could be completely different price. So, location is something that we can't change. Mm -hmm. Um, Price is usually something that most people are. You know they know their budget they Mm -hmm. don't want to go over x amount and -hmm. then your criteria as far as what you're looking for so for example open concept you know Mm -hmm. three bedrooms Mm -hmm. two baths things like that so when you're touring you want to make sure that you rank what is most important to you and kind of adjust your expectations that way Mm -hmm. um this is not like you're buying a car where you're like okay you know i don't like it here so i'm gonna go somewhere else because there's Mm -hmm. 15 million more cars of the same brand Um, real estate's not like that it's pretty much a one type product that is not replicated so it's important to remember that um Mm -hmm. but like i said this is the most fun part when you're going home shopping you walk into homes and i can tell you nine out of ten times usually people know as soon as they walk in it's like a vibe yeah like like you feel it
1: kind of like yeah like you walk
0: in and you're like this is my house i like it Uh um and you' also walk houses that are not your vibe, like you walk in and yeah. I've had clients like, "I don't like this, let's go <laughs> yeah um, so it's it's fun. Um, it can be a little overwhelming, but just keep that in mind you know remember your must, mm-hmm. what is the main reason for your home purchase? Is it you know to build wealth? Is it because you no longer want to drive mm-hmm. you know is your family growing so a lot mm-hmm. of times you know people will want to let's say live close to the city and then they realize they get no like square footage. The houses Mm -hmm. are tiny. So then they're like, Hey, it's not that big of a problem. Let's go out 20 minutes for a bigger house, you know? So just finding out what is your most important,
1: um, like key criteria for when you're home searching. So have you ever went through this process yourself? Are are you a home buyer? Have you been, (laughs) you're on the realtor side, but are you on the home buying side as well?
0: Yeah. So I actually purchased my house last year in October. So I just had my one-year house (laughs) anniversary. Thank you. Nice. Um, So uh, my husband and I bought our house last year in October. Um, It was really different from being on the realtor side. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, I do help my clients a lot. I'm super involved with them, but obviously it's different when you're kind of sitting in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to be the pickiest buyer because I see houses all day, Right. I literally saw three houses, and I was like, "This one's it." I don't want to look anymore. <laughs> oh wow!
1: Um, so that was a my husband easy process for you?
0: Yeah, my husband was completely different, though. He was like, "I want to look at everything and make a pro and cons list." So mm-hmm. people are different, you know mm-hmm. the the process to decision making is different. But anyways, we found a house. Um, the sellers were not the easiest to get along with, so mm-hmm. it was a little emotional on my end. Um, I wanted certain things and we weren't able to negotiate it. Um, okay. This was a little eye-opening because I'm usually just on the negotiation side right. for my clients. And mm-hmm. in this situation, you know, it was directly impacting me. Yeah. Um, so I think I definitely acknowledge a little bit more how emotional um, the process can be on someone who's purchasing a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just a lot of the questions that maybe come up that I didn't think about helping my clients with. So, um, we moved in in October and definitely something that I would suggest for everyone to have is just a little savings account for home repairs. Cause that was my biggest surprise. Um, Mm -hmm. we came in, our house was not brand new. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to say two months in, we thought our AC broke. Uh-huh. And we're like, darn, that's going to be a couple thousand dollars to get a new AC. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Central luckily,
0: AC? Luckily, yes, yeah. yes. That, that's um, a big uh, project right there. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't. Um, we just needed to do like a maintenance on it. Mm-hmm. But this was something that I hadn't thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, even like being in real estate, I hadn't thought about it. Just keep some money aside to make sure that the house is being maintained yearly, mm-hmm. just because things like that can happen and you want to try to avoid it. So maintaining the house, you know, cleaning it, inspecting roof, AC, Mm -hmm. things like that, all that boring stuff that we never want to do. We want to make sure that we pay attention to it because it'll come back and like bite us in the butt.
1: Yeah. If we don't do it, then it's going to be a more hefty price tag in the end.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of good questions that I maybe didn't think my clients would be asking, but I asked myself, Mm -hmm. When I was purchasing my house, was um, how much is the HOA? So depending on where you are, there's homeowners associations. I think they're kind of different throughout the states, but generally you have an association that helps maintain the property.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like a community thing, basically. Okay, yeah.
0: Asking how much that is and what it includes Mm -hmm. is a really important question. Some of them will include some type of utilities. Some of them won't include any. Some of them will include uh, repairs for the roof or landscaping. So it's good to know that. Um, that's a really good question to ask when you're when you're doing your home search. Mm-hmm. Um, also finding out property tax rates. It's really, really important to know what are you going to be paying year after year? Because mm-hmm. even let's say you buy a house cash, these are still things you're going to be paying for
1: right.
0: HOA, community fees, and property taxes. So those are really important. So just asking the right questions. And I think one of the biggest things that I would ask is ask your realtor, like, what's, what's standard, you know, what's standard for the sellers to prepare? What's standard um, to see on inspection reports? Is this normal? Um, Because it could change depending on where you are, what Mm -hmm. type of property you're purchasing, the price range. So it's always good to know that way you can kind of set those expectations with yourself of what is normal? What should I be asking for?
1: Right. That makes sense. So a lot of millennials talk about the home buying experience, but then on the other hand, a lot talk about the investment of real estate, which you mentioned earlier that you have experience with. Um, And so the investment is buying out a property or a building or something like that, and then renting it out. So I know everybody's financials are unique and Investing can be a risky move, but do you think that is it's something smart for us to do? Um, I definitely think
0: investing in real estate is a smart way to kind of build that generational wealth Uh to pass down to our kids or just even, you know, with yourself building that assets or building your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like investing is way more popular for our generation than it was for our parents. Definitely. Um, like I mentioned to you, we see a ton of HGTV shows where mm-hmm. they're flipping, they're renting, they're demolishing, yeah. all fun and games, super fun. Also really stressful. <laughs> I um, yeah. Um, but it, it is a great way to build your wealth, um, I will say it's super important to make sure that you have your finances in order, just like with anything, you know, if you were going to invest a large sum of money to the stock market, you want to make sure that, am I okay? If I don't get that money back, what Mm -hmm. happens if it takes a little bit longer to get that money back? Mm -hmm. So it's just like any other investment play smart, know what your limitations are. Um, do your research, but as far as it building your wealth, it definitely, it definitely will. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, uh, one of the biggest things, you know, when they say to start building your portfolio or your wealth is always stocks and real estate.
1: Right. So
0: real estate is a great way to kind of build that. Um, mm-hmm. but like I mentioned, do your research, make sure, you know, the area you're buying into, make sure what's a good, uh, under market value to purchase. You never want to purchase that market value because especially if you're going to be doing renovations, you won't have any room to profit.
1: Right. So, yeah, you need to put some of that um money that you put aside to do those renovations so that you could rent it out at a profitable price. Yeah.
0: So you definitely want to profit out of it. Um, you know, if you're gonna purchase a house that would sell on the market for 250, don't buy it for 250. Right. You don't have any room to profit out of it. Mm-hmm. So you wanna make sure your numbers are right. Um, I will say when you're investing, it needs to be a financial decision, not an emotional decision you can't see a house and say, wow, this is pretty. I want to invest in it. Mm-hmm. No, it should definitely be the numbers work. I know what I need to do to it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. If I make half of this profit, I'm okay. If it takes a little bit longer to complete, cause it's a project, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a whole other project, but yeah. as far as investing, I definitely encourage it. Can you imagine like our grandparents who were able to purchase property? Like now they're selling it for like hundreds of thousand dollars more
1: yeah (laughs) so imagine like our kids and grandkids and if we're able to keep up with that property and continuously have that stream of income it will just continue to multiply hopefully yeah of course Yeah. yeah and that's usually the goal yeah that's amazing what are the risks that really come with the investment yeah
0: so there's risks for all parts of like investing in real estate i'll focus on like the flipping because I think that's what's become a little bit more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the biggest risk when you're going to flip a home, to, so basically you're buying it, renovating it, and then relisting it and trying to sell it for you know significantly more. Um, one of the biggest things is just making sure your construction costs are within budget. Um, typically, like that's the biggest um, risk because what you're doing is you're purchasing, meaning you're going to flip it, renovate it, and you're looking to put it on the market as soon as you can. So that construction time and the construction costs are something to pretty much make sure you're looking over all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, construction costs tend to go up while you're doing a project. So they can fluctuate always remember that your construction costs aren't definite. Mm -hmm. They will fluctuate as you're, you know, pretty much renovating. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also the other big risk is making sure to time the market you know luckily right now during the pandemic house prices haven't really fallen Mm -hmm. but you want to make sure that you can try to you can try to like time the market as best as you can um you know when are you going to list the home is it going to be during hot months is it going to be during slower months Mm -hmm. Uh, because that all affects it and it's just I mean, it's honestly pretty, pretty similar to like the stock market. You just try to do the best you can to figure out the best time to execute. Mm -hmm. But those are the biggest, the biggest risks, you know, construction costs going higher and then timing the market.
1: Yeah. So that's something that you could do research wise beforehand, like what the market will look like, like what the timeline kind of looks like Yeah. to try to figure that out beforehand.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's what I usually help with a lot too with investors, like giving market reports to them so they know, hey, this is kind of where this area is heading to. This is where the property values are increasing. Mm-hmm. This is what we're looking at for development-wise. So it's really good, especially if you're investing, to have like a go-to realtor because mm-hmm. they have a lot of this information handy or that at least they can give you some of their own experience of, yes, great location, or I've had clients before that want to purchase in areas that maybe aren't as far along as they should be. And Mm -hmm. I tell them, Hey, it's a great opportunity. Just know it's going to take a little bit longer to get your money back here versus somewhere else. Um, so those are all really good things to like, keep in mind just so you know, you know, if you buy a property, it might take a little bit, you know, a couple more years to get your money back. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's okay. You know, just depending on what you're looking at investment wise, what your strategy
1: is. Yeah. What would you say are some last-minute tips for millennial homebuyers?
0: I would for sure say when you're purchasing a home, and I mentioned this earlier, and I'll stress it again, is just finding what is most important to you. You know, some people purchase a home because their family's growing, so space is important. Some people are purchasing a house by themselves, and being close to work is important. So just remember why you're doing it. Like I mentioned, there's a lot of moving parts to it, so I think it's good to kind of mentally circle back to what's the main goal for you purchasing a home. I love working with first-time home buyers, millennial buyers. I think because we have so much information on the internet, sometimes we like stress ourselves out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But use it to like your benefit. It is like there's so much available for us, and what I would say is research like yeah. research as much as you can, find a trusted friend or realtor, ask around and, you know, network with those type of people, because you'll be able to find a lot of programs, um, a lot of free money that could benefit you when you're purchasing a home as a millennial buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also have fun. Like we're young, you know, it's, it's a really awesome time in your life when you're purchasing a house. Mm -hmm. Um, it's yours, you know, like you're buying your own property. So it's a really fun thing to do and we're adulting. So it's like, (laughs) like it is such a great, like milestone in your life. Like you will never forget your first house, you know, like the memories you made in it. It's really a really like great chapter in your life. So enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of things that come with it, but it's a really memorable time in your life that definitely should be like good memories. Enjoy the heck out of it. And also I think one last thing I'll say is Mm. when you're buying your house, it's usually not going to be your forever house. I think statistically people tend to move every five to seven years. Uh So it's okay to start with a starter home, you know, Mm. like start with something small and then build up, you know, no Mm. one was born running like you (laughs) legit start baby steps. So yeah, purchase your house, enjoy the heck out of it. You know, if it's not your dream home, it's okay. We still got several years for that. So
1: (laughs) yeah, that makes sense. Um, I know for me, I don't see myself buying a home anytime soon, but I know I will get there. So I really appreciate all of your knowledge and your expertise. And hopefully this helped some listeners who are in this process or are expecting to be in this process soon. So, thank you again for meeting with us today. It was a lot of great knowledge and pointers for us. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. And to all our listeners, I will see you next week. Thank you. Hermandad de Sigma Iota Alpha Incorporada is a nonprofit, Latin based sorority promoting cultural awareness, sisterhood, and excellence among women. SIA Chats is brought to you by the volunteers of the National Executive Board, Community Affairs Director, and Marketing Committee. For more information, please visit hermandaddesia.org or check out our Instagram at hermandaddesia.